welcome to Bad Dad's Film Review. Each week we take a look back at a movie we missed while we were bringing up our kids, and we talk about the mostly awful kids' TV we're forced to endure. We've got a, a quartet of monstrous idiots for your delight this week in the form of Sidey, Dan, Peter, Andre, and Andre. Andre? <laughs> Andre. <laughs> Peter, and Thanks. myself, Andrex. Reeks. This episode will come out on Friday. I have my COVID vaccine on Wednesday. So if I get offered the Pfizer one, I'm asking for flight as my superpower. And if I get AstraZeneca, this is my posthumous release from Riggs as I've died from <laughs> massive blood clots. Well, yeah, I, I had a great day after my jab. Yeah. I felt like shit. Yeah. But I'm over it and I'm now I'm impervious to pain or something. <laughs> yeah. 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 Great. Excellent. And you've got yours Wednesday as well? I'm Wednesday as well, yeah. Yeah. And I'm not booked. You're not booked. <gasps> no. no, no, no shaming, no shaming. It's putting us all at risk. It's always uh, risk, isn't it? What have we all been watching this week? I have been watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine because I, Andy Samberg is kind of my man crush at the moment. So, uh, yeah. How many have you got through? I've seen quite a few of them. Uh, the whole first season. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, he's clever. Yeah. He's really funny. Yeah, like and that. Terry Crews like as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyone else watch anything? No, I've just been watching my homework. I did catch half an hour of Suicide Squad and it was bollocks. Mm, it's really bad. I watched Love and Monsters on Netflix. Any good? I've got that on my list. It's pretty good fun, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Staffed, but fun. I watched uh, a Billy Holiday biopic, which was really good, actually. It was, it was good. Just about, obviously, Billy Holiday. Billy Holiday, <laughs> yeah. jazz singer. And she had. As these biopics always do, they they throw a, a deeper kind of look at, at somebody's life and not necessarily the part that you know mm. about her, that she's mm. a singer. This was heavily involved with her heroin addiction and everything, but she was just fantastic. Who yeah, plays her in the movie? An actress, an actor. an actor, uh, Right. Okay. Yeah. Good. Didn't take it all in, to be honest, as far as who... Who took her? But it was all good performances, and it was just a obviously banging soundtrack as well. Mm, mm, mm. Great cheese. What's on the cheese board tonight? I supply the cheese. We've oh. got a Stilton. Yeah, really strong cheddar. Is it mm. solid? If it was still in soft, this so it's pretty soft. Medium. Uh, you know, can we have a bit more detailed? Well, it's all the way over there, and if I move, I oh, yeah, move. okay. But yeah. it was a strong. Pete, you can read them. Yeah. So the the cheddar is a vintage reserve Cornish quartz. Which is incredibly flavourful. Yeah, it's mm. strong. Oh, I love a bit of that. And then we've got the goat cheese of some creamy joyousness okay. that I keep buying because it's good. So that featured, we were playing over text a little game of <laughs> cheese inspired movie titles, weren't yeah. we? Because I had the menu stare at goat's cheese, it was one that I had on my list. Yeah, there was uh, Gouda Will Hunting. Yeah, or the Gouda, the Bad and the Ugly. Yeah, yeah. Um, Edam Busters. Yeah, it's a good one. Straight out of Compte. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, I like that. I still didn't know what you did last summer. <laughs> yeah. And Despicable Brie. Tarka the Ricotta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, another Ricotta, Harry Cotter and the Goblet of Fire. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. Camon Bear Run. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've yeah. got some good ones on here. The Philadelphia Experiment. <laughs> Diamonds are for cheddar. Desperately seeking Borsa. <laughs> <laughs> or, or the Borsa identity. I couldn't. I couldn't. Uh, this is, I'm really proud of this one. Havartificial intelligence. <laughs> Havarti? You've had that one? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I had the, the, the spy who loved Brie. Oh, yeah. Um, grated expectations. <laughs> Carlito's Way. 
Oh, yes. Oh, very good. Oh. Provolone Wolf McQuaid. <laughs> <laughs> Was Brie Larson in any of those films? She would have been, yeah. 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 Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ superstar, yeah. <laughs> this week's top five. Yeah. Yeah, I nominated it. What was it? It courtroom scenes. It's unforgettable. This one from <laughs> from movies and or TV. If you like, shall I go first? Please do. I've got one. I'm going to leave the one we spoke about for you. This is my favourite actress. I talk about her a lot. It's Meryl Streep from the movie The Absolute Laugh Riot, Kramer versus Kramer, and it's memorable for being just like the most miserable film. Yeah. And never wanting yeah, to go I'm, through that ever again. No, I think I watched it once. I avoid, long avoid, time avoid ago. ever since I saw this many years ago. Very memorable. Yeah. Harrowing. Yeah. Yeah. Tough, tough watches, those films. When <laughs> you come out and say, that was harrowing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. you're like, oof. Primal Fear. Does anybody see yeah, this one? Yeah. It's great. Richard Geard, Norton. Yeah. He's a sort of flamboyant defense attorney. He, he gets his uh, clients acquitted. Gear. Yeah, yeah Gear is, yeah. And he represents the severely stammering Ed Norton. I, I this was this kind was of his breakthrough of, performance. I was going to say the first yeah. film I remember seeing Ed Norton in. Yeah, yeah this was a, and a great performance. A brilliant performance. And I, I've always found Richard Gere to be a bit vanilla. I know an, an officer and a gentleman is an absolute classic and all, you know, some of those other ones. But he's really good in this as well. It's a really good performance from Ed Norton. There's a really twisty, turny screenplay, a number of great courtroom scenes. and But there's a climax in a courtroom scene where uh, Richard Gere... Richard Gere and then Laura Linney, they take turns cross-examining Ed Norton and provoking this huge outburst. It's I don't Aaron, really want to it? say too much more because if you haven't seen it, there's quite some interesting stuff. I do do watch it. It's oh, well like acted. It. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah, it's yeah. a good one. Goodwill Hunting, the the scene where Matt Damon represents himself in in court yeah. and actually he's represented himself in court about 20 times before, yeah, yeah. won them all. And this time he's got a judge who's actually looked at his notes and, and decided you won't get to 21. You're going down whatever and, and sends him in. But Matt Damon's got the answers for everything. He He's able to, to quote uh, law from back in the day as good as any lawyer, which is why he's great at representing himself. Mm. But yeah, that was a really great scene, actually. Okay, so my first one is another guy who represents himself in, in a film that fucking really jarred me when I saw it. I was looking forward to the quite dreamy Gerard Butler in, in this film, but Law Abiding Citizen. Oh, yeah, yeah. And It's a weird film, uh, isn't honestly, it? Honestly, if I close my eyes, I can still see like the torture scene yeah. and then like the, 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 you know, the, like the, the head just on the table with all the blood pouring off it and the eyes out and the tongue fuck it's fucking disgusting that bit where... so what is the courtroom scene because I so the courtroom scene is, is after that today. So, so basically the well the premise is his wife and daughter have been raped and killed it's and so stuff. horrible like, it's fucking brutal it's so horrible um, and then he goes to prison he sorry he, he disappears for a long long time and he studies law studies a lot of you know he basically sets up this massive fucking revenge oh it's ridiculous act. This elaborate uh, plan. He, he kills to... one guy, I think, at the at the execution. He he tampers with the execution, so it's a far more horrific and painful death than it should be. Then he really cleverly entraps. Well, it's uh, got the a ridiculous guy. plot, which I'm just going to spoil. Where yeah. he, he's he's built. He know, he's an architect, and he's in this prison cell, and he's built a tunnel out of the prison cell. So yeah. when they think 
he's in the cell. He's, he's actually not. out in the real world fucking about. Yeah. He like you could just imagine uh, him fuck? like cackling but, as he runs back yeah. through the way. But the court the courtroom scene is is quite it's it's quite sort of clever and funny and so he represents himself and he comes over and you know he's he's very sort of like meek he's he's committed these horrible crimes we've seen him do that but there's no evidence other than circumstantial mm. at the time but they say look anyone who's capable of committing these crimes like they're you know they they should be incarcerated huge flight risk etc cetera, etc cetera. He represents himself. He, he refers to a couple of like legal precedents, says he's a law-abiding citizen, which mm. is where the, the title comes from. And the judge basically goes along with him and says, yeah, I'm, I'm going to grant bail. And then he immediately starts mocking her, clapping, mm. and then turns on the judge to say, you know, this is what's wrong with, you know, the justice yeah. system. Yeah, yeah. And then just starts mocking her, mocking everyone in the room the, and, the you know, the whole of the justice system. And what, because he's won? Yeah. yeah and right. Because he doesn't want... like His his revenge is is not to just be kind of like left to his own devices. He wants to be incarcerated so so that he can act his, his full revenge on, on not just the people who committed the crime, but on, on the justice system and as many people as possible. It's a mental um, he, film, he, this, isn't like, it? Yeah, Absolutely he, mental. He goes to town on the judge. The last thing he says to her as he's being carted off is, like, and I bet you take it up the ass, you bitch. <laughs> it's quite... But... <laughs> <laughs> to this day, the, the, the torture scene and stuff, that's mm. not my bag at all. And it fucking makes me feel a bit anxious even talking about mm. the film. Yeah. Old school, To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Gregory Peck as Atticus Finch cross-examining the rape victim, Mayel Ewell. And it's clear she's fucking bullshitting. Yeah. Uh, it didn't go down like that. And you've got the segregation in the in the courtroom with the the black people in the mm. top, and it's swear everyone's trying to fan themselves. Yeah. It feels you feel hot oh, w- watching it. It's really atmospheric, tense. isn't it? How they can make those old black and white films in the the shadows they could cast and everything. Mm. It would just give the feeling of you know atmosphere that you you sometimes don't get in in other films. This is. It's Fantastic. a tower performance with Gregory Peck. He's fucking Yeah, brilliant. you've talked about the, this one yeah. before. You like this yeah, one. Yeah, this is a good one. Yeah, beautifully shot. Ghostbusters 2 has some great, a great courtroom scene where Venkman's making jokes. He's telling Lewis Tully what to say. And then the judge, one Stephen the Hammer Wexler, goes on a bizarre, and if I might be so bold, unprofessional rant, which ends up with him screaming about going back to purer methods of justice and having the Ghostbusters burned at the stake, at which point the, uh, the villainous Scaleri brothers emerge anybody no not what nothing <laughs> no just blank faces all around wow nothing i've seen the film but i don't remember any of it you got any good ones dan um you can't handle it <laughs> a few good men Jack. name me the sex tape that's what that one's that's, for you you've Howie. been waiting for that yeah yeah i haven't seen this film in a, in a long time actually but it's Cruz, demi moore jack nicholson kevin bacon mm. Kevin Bacon yeah. as well, it was yeah. The defense. Jack Nicholson's not actually in it. I was going to say, but no, he steals not, it. He that one performance, mm. he just completely lost his call. He's he, well, he, he's the was he the colonel or field yeah. marshal or something? So yeah, you don't see him much. You know, he's not in it. He just floats in as they do, and uh, and comes in and tells him, Tom Cruise, you can't handle the truth. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Simple as that. Off with you. Mm. I've got work to do. I've got one here that. So this is really fucking powerful film based on a true story, the true story of Carl Brashear, and the film is Men of Honour, 
with Robert De Niro and Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh, uh, yeah. And the this diver. is never seen yeah, this. about the, the I think, you know, US Navy deep sea diver. It's um, so easy what they did. I just don't get it why they make, make a film <laughs> out of it. But go on, carry I on. I mean, he's already kind of beaten the odds once in that he's like horribly fucking persecuted by De Niro's character predominantly, but pretty much by all his peers as well in trying to even get into the, into the Navy in the first place. They like sabotage his like bag when he's trying to do like the welding at the bottom of the ladder. I think he's down in the water longer than anybody else. It's fucking horrible, but... At some point, he, he makes it. He's involved in a very sort of like heroic act where he saves a load of lives, acts quickly, but his his leg gets like mangled in in you know on one of the on one of the ships. A mangler. He has to have his leg eventually amputated mm-hmm. and and has a prosthetic leg fitted. He then wants to carry on his service, and no one with a prosthetic limb has ever uh, been a deep sea diver in the in the U.S. Navy up to that point. And by this time, De Niro's character has spiraled out of control and Mm. he's become a drunk and so on but he he decides to help Carl Brashear in his court appearance where they're going to consider whether or not he can he's fit to serve and he can't he walks into the courtroom and, and he you know he talks about his history and so on but they throw a big curveball and bring in the actual deep sea diving suit that he would have to wear and and the the rule is that he has to be able to walk 12 steps Mm -hmm. in the suit on dry land and he has to do it there in in the courtroom and he's it's a fucking such a powerful performance Mm -hmm. by cuba gooding jr and he gets it had me you know in tears watching it knowing it's a true story as well yeah yeah incredible but but that that, you know that particular scene just the fucking drive and determination Mm -hmm. against all odds um of this guy like inspirational Good one. The Wire are going yeah. to TV. I've yet to catch up with all this. Ooh. Wire, I've not seen it. Oh, you're in for a treat. Same. I? Yeah, Same. I, I need a treat to be honest. Up, Is this up it? there with Sopranos? Yeah. Uh, right. I, I, I've now that I have subtitles on everything, I can watch it because I started watching. I couldn't understand a fucking word that they were saying. Yeah, yeah. Can be yeah. Hard. I've watched one episode. Yeah, I couldn't quiet. understand it. Yeah, it's, we have. I'd say like the ultimate sort of anti-hero character, Omar. In that he's not a drug dealer, but he does rob drug dealers. He's a bad guy, but he's he's like a Robin Hood yeah, for the slum. He, but he's he, also he's he's complex. He ends up as a as a witness in this court case, and then you've got the the defense mm. attorney is basically the drug gang's man, and he's sort of what do you do? Says to Omar, who's dressed like he has to wear a tie for court, so he wears it like all funny, you yeah, know, done right. like a tie, like a scarf. And he says, "I rip and run." And he's like, well, "What does that mean?" He's like, "Robs drug dealers." He just, you know, announces that as his occupation in court. Yeah. And then later on, as he's he's just trying to basically discredit him as a witness, and he just keeps saying, "You, you know, you're a criminal. You feed off the drug, you know, the drug gangs, all that. You just siphon money out of the community." And he just goes, "Just like you, man." And he like yeah. stops in his tracks. Yeah. And he goes. I got the shotgun. You got the briefcase. It's all in the game. And he obviously says it really cool. Yeah. And even the judge just looks at the guys and is like, well, fucking don't you there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just spot on. And it's great as well because the guy that he's testifying against, he's killed another character, but he didn't actually see it, but he's testifying. He knows. So you've got this like moral ambiguity because he's obviously sort of doing the right thing, but for bad reasons or the wrong yeah. thing for good Dominic reasons West or... in it isn't yeah. it yeah 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 I really like him I had I... no idea he was so I watched the whole until... series and didn't know that Idris Elba was, was you know was not a yank Oh, I got up to about season three, I think. Yeah. I did the whole lot because yeah. he just wasn't, just he hadn't perfect. blown yeah. up then, you know. I yeah. hadn't come across him in anything else when I watched The Wire. 
But Dominic West, he still sounds a bit sort of pantomime in this, but he's sort of like the comedic character in it. It's sort anyway, of, like he says, yeah. sort of does stupid shit in it. Yeah, he does um, do some funny shit. But it's you great. should Watch absolutely the wire. check it out because it is a fucking stone-cold okay. classic. Yeah. Right. Watch The Wire. Wicked. Uh, in the first Air Bud movie, Buddy's got brought to the courtroom for the trial to determine who owns him and the judge eventually gets fed up with him arguing and so he allows Buddy to choose the owner that he prefers. Liar Liar has one of the great, great objections in court line in courtroom history your honor i object and why is that mr reed because it's devastating to my case <laughs> that's a great great overall the 2000 animated movie grandma got run over by a reindeer i'm assuming you've all seen i'll always remember the eponymous grandma spankenheimer and her killer fruitcakes this is all true a uh, terrible Christmas story special based on what I believe is a novelty song, but I can't recall whether it features in the show. The storyline shares some similarities with Stephen King's Misery in that Santa is involved in a hit and run with Grandma on Christmas Eve and takes her back to the North Pole for medical treatment. I don't know whether he hobbles her. If he does, they did leave that part out. Anyway, there's a number of ins and outs. Santa is arrested and put on trial for kidnapping, leaving the scene of an accident, and slayhicular negligence. Yes. The two then plot to sue him, deducing that anybody who can pay for billions of presents must be very rich. I can't really remember how it all plays out, but there is a lot of courtroom scenes and fruitcake stuff. There's a song about fruitcakes, there's some sort of sabotaged fruitcake, a fruitcake used to revive... Uh, Grandma Spankenheimer's memories. I don't know what you're talking about anymore. And a spiked fruitcake, which made the reindeers go do lally. It's an appalling movie. I would never <laughs> recommend anyone to watch this. But it makes your shouts for top five. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to... There's a couple I've got left that are pretty strong. Not as strong as that, surely. Shawshank. Uh, there's not a big scene of the court case, but it is the scene where he gets sent down yeah. and he's testing his innocence which leads into talking about a fantastic film first time i show, showed this to uh, my boy you know okay there you go he's 15 or, or whatever 14 at the time i think when we watched it there's a couple of hard scenes in there obviously but the overall film was just it, mm. it was the same you know it, over over time it's aged so well it's still fantastic stories fantastic plot line mm. a great ending mm. Yeah, so a film I have seen called A Time to Kill with Matthew Mahogany and yeah. Samuel L. Jackson. I think Sandra Bullock's in it as well. Mahana who? Yeah. Yeah. Him. And the, the the court scene, especially like the, you know, like the closing statement, I mean, it's fucking harrowing. Like the storyline's horrible. I think probably as all four of us dads, especially of girls, the, the whole fucking plot is is really like Well, tough. I can't remember whether I've but, seen this movie Okay, so, or not, so, so Samuel L. Jackson's daughter, 10-year-old daughter, gets like raped and fucking just like... It's comedy. Not just raped, it's, 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 yeah, like beaten up and pissed on and so it's fucking disgraceful. Ooh. And he kills at least one, he kills a couple of the guys that are involved in it. So then the, the, the story is about his court... Right. Well, his, yeah... Um, his prosecution for the murders of the guy. It's like a, a revenge killing. And how there's, there's a lot of, you know, there's, you know, there's a lot of racial tension in it. I think, it's you know, throughout. South, even, you yeah, know? I mean, mm-hmm. Samuel L. Jackson and, and Matthew Mahogany is his, uh, is his lawyer, but there's, there's tensions between them because Samuel L. Jackson just sees him as like another like white guy, part, mm. you know, part of the same problem, you know. But performance Matthew, here by yeah, um, McConaughey's. Closing statement is basically he goes, he asks the jury and everyone in the courtroom to like close their eyes and then he just talks through in graphic detail 
whilst he's breaking down in tears about the the attack and then and he actually finishes it was like you know and and now imagine that was a a white girl as well and there's not a dry Mm. eye in the house Mm. and obviously he you know he he gets a successful verdict for for his client but really fucking powerful harrowing but like captivating uh film Mm. yeah well i mean john grisham i don't know if you've read the book i I, i've gone through most of his books so they're all legal thrillers all Mm. the good ones are and they can all spin a yarn they all can straight away you can imagine them in film you know Mm. and this was one of his early ones actually this was one of the sort of first five or six books that he did he's done sort of 25 26 and a lot of them have been turned into film and i had the firm a a time to kill i think there's the client pelican brief do you know what um, i don't think i've really seen any of these movies it's like a whole genre they're really good books for holiday on a plane that kind Mm. of thing you know just if if you're waiting Mm. because they're easy to read but they're they're intelligent enough to keep you a bit like da vinci code or or something along that pace and and mm. kind of you know style but i i like all all his stuff and I, yeah i was going to say i can mention a, a few of his within that that same that kind of style the climax of the untouchables the jury are going to try to be replaced because he knows they've all been bought off their names are in the ledgers mm. and mm-hmm. that's rejected and he he says to the judge actually your name's in the fucking ledger as well and so they do get changed, which causes Mr. Capone to lose his call. <laughs> and they change. Mm. He says, fucking do something, do something. So the, uh, I think this is ill-advised, but he says, well, we'll change the plea to guilty. I thought, you, you're fucking dead, right? <laughs> yeah. Someone's going to kill you. And yeah, he kicks off and then you get the great scene. Although I'm not sure that I like Elliot Ness that much, but he, he gives him you know, this thing, never give up, you know, keep fighting, blah, blah, blah. And you just got De Niro as, as Capone just fucking losing it. Yeah. It's, it's really, I fucking love that film. Mm. It's just, it, everything about that film is great. Yeah, it is a I, great film. Can I just, I think Kevin Costner's a really wank actor. In that film specifically. Yeah, sometimes. Well, he's playing a fucking boring I like scene, him. I non- find him easy to watch. Again, I've, I've seen him in a, a few things and some of the films haven't been that great. Like I think in the golf one he did, Tin Cup. I think it was like There was one that um, got released on Netflix a little while ago. I was keep thinking about nominating because I don't think any of you have seen it. The, is it The Highwayman or something? It's with Woody Harrelson. This well, sort of, I haven't um, seen it yet. No. It's pretty cool. I might nominate that next time. Okay. But he's all right. I think he's all right. I don't, mm. yeah, I don't like him, dislike him, but I, I think his, his performance, because one of the scenes for last week's top film. five had, I watched some, you know, from The Untouchables again, and I, I immediately picked up on, thought his acting was fucking dreadful in that scene and again in that in that scene at the end i mean we yeah he's, he's done okay not as dreadful as sean connery's accent in it no it's not you're right still love that film <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 great film it's got round to me and we haven't talked about 12 angry men uh, it was so, my, my next one so we do it a joint effort yeah then. this is a great one isn't it, it it's such a, a brilliant film i mean there's there's not so much of it set in the courtroom because most of it's in the room. I thought it's all it's all in the jury's room, isn't it? It's, it's one of those in the jury. No, in one there, room. there's a there's a part that they go in to do the the verdict mm. that's in the courtroom. Right. So, but yeah, I mean, it is mostly but mostly it's in in that room where they're just sweltering. And it, it again, it's just one of those films that's all in the writing, you know, and the performances, obviously. But it, it, Henry Fonda again, you feel the heat. You know, it's mm. black and white, and just the colours and the and the shade, the lighting that they've used means that when the actors look hot, you're you're feeling hot yourself. Well, you know? and also yeah. they they 
over the course of the film, he gradually lowers the the, the height of the camera yeah. and tightens the shots, so everybody appears like more perspiring and so yeah, it yeah, just amps that, up the claustrophobia yeah. basically. And then it's like a really good example of the mise en scene is what they call it, isn't it, in filmmaking, which is like where maybe like a single shot from the movie represents the entire movie in itself. And there's that very famous one of the 11 jurors and then Henry Fonda as juror number eight on the right-hand side and yeah. everybody else on the left. But it's full of stuff like that. It's great. Have you it's ever one of the caught really, this one? Real Pete? good. Never seen it. it. So it, it's a film basically, it's a cut and dry case. Uh, a guy's been accused of murder. It's a hot, sweltering day. The jury have just been, uh, they've listened to the case. They've just been asked to go in, consider their verdict and then go back out. Everybody wants a wave. This guy's fucking guilty of sin. Let's do it. But one guy is just wants to question it a little bit more. And so the movie pans out and plays out and everything. Mm. And it's sweating hot. And you get those people that, well, you know, you get out of here. You you know, he's guilty of sin. And then somebody else, but it's, yeah. So it's some fantastic performances. And I'm just trying to think who who else is in it. There's a a couple of Ed Begley juniors in it. Henry Fonda, Henry Fonda. He's the main character, Uh, but there is another um, guy whose name Mm. will come to me, but he's one of those film guys that you would have definitely seen. If ever you've seen a black and white film, he seems to have been in it. Mm. Um, it's a terrific movie. yeah check it out okay uh, I'm just going to rattle through a few of the ones that I've got left a film called The Accused with uh, Jodie Foster in it where she won a she won the Oscar for her, her performance is incredible it's is a, this again, one near, Nell where she's Nell or whatever no no, no okay, she, she like early again it's, it's really, like she's it. pretty good at, she's pretty good at acting now oh, yeah <laughs> but right yeah this, this is another like harrowing one it's again it's, it's about rape she gets gang raped in a bar and then yeah the film kind of yeah it she gets like taken apart in the in the courtroom and stuff, but it's a fucking unbelievable performance from her. So yeah, another there's a really cool just to upset Riggs, a really cool courtroom scene in Skyfall where that's a James Bond film. I quite oh. like that one. Where oh did you? Yeah, where um, Judy Dench is kind of trying to you know yeah. explain why we've seen the scene right and uh silver comes in and it turns into a bloodbath that's pretty cool have we got any funny courtroom a few yeah well ones. liar liar was was I mean, mentioned i haven't i haven't got any funny ones there's one scene that i did want to mention Vinny. shut that's up a half decent, shut up funny one shush there's a f- quite a film that i'm gonna get absolutely torn to bits for fucking liking but is a massive guilty of pleasure of mine patch adams it's wow it's like robin a big, williams yeah it's just a, like side so will hate it. You probably I've never, never seen, seen it. it yeah, yeah, exactly. I knew. I'm just surprised. It. That yeah, you it said... doesn't surprise me that you don't like it, even without having seen it. I don't but really like Robin Williams. It's a fu- it's a true story. Uh, Patch, Patch, like Robin Williams, is a fucking incredible actor. And you've loved him since Bicentennial Man, haven't you? Oh, I hate that film so much. <laughs> I've seen that. I hate that film so so I much. Think I've seen that more than once. Once is enough for me. Yeah, there's there's a big like uh, emotional sort of plea. He's he's getting his well, he's been charged with practicing medicine without a license and so on. And then they bring in all like the ill kids that he's been treating at the end of it, and they all put on like their red noses and stuff as a show of support. Oh, I thought that. it was going to be a shipment thing. Or- <laughs> yeah, TV one and a fucking amazing <laughs> scene: Game of Thrones, the trial of Tyrion Lannister oh. uh, for uh, Joffrey's murder, which yeah. obviously he didn't do, and it's such a Again, really powerful. He turns on the whole courtroom on on, on his f- whole family because of how he's been sort of stitched up and how he's been portrayed all his life. My favourite line is, watching your vicious bastard die gave me more relief than a thousand lying whores. <laughs> Strong words. Yeah. 
Mm. A social network has horribly unlikable Jesse Eisenberg playing horribly unlikable Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah. And he has this sort of smarmy, horrible way in the court and all that. He's just... Yeah. I checked. This was a deposition. I don't know if that well, is yeah. counted. Well, I was wondering says. about some of these. That's his courtroom, is he? Is, yeah, I, I agree. A very quick one. The Dark Knight, when the yeah. the patsy for Maroney pulls out a gun. Oh. Um, to Harvey Dent right in his face and he he fires it uh, but it doesn't go off and then he takes it off him and, and he walks up and he says if you want to kill a public servant you better buy American and it's a bit uh, cheesy but he's quite smooth Aaron Eckhart you've got the Dark Knight Rises as well you've got oh, the, the, the um, kangaroo court that Scarecrow's Scarecrow running oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the people versus Larry Flint uh, yeah Larry was, Flint was right <laughs> it's Ed Norton on the other side of the thing he's the defendant and he's basically saying to the jury that you're a bunch of spoiled pricks you can't have your cake and eat it you want free speech then you have these publications effectively and you have a choice whether you fucking look at it or you don't you go to the shop and buy it or you don't there's your choice so stop being fucking stupid crybaby twats and shooting everyone and just go on with life basically yeah and he won i think now he flipped the judge didn't he I, I, do you know i've never seen it yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. I saw it earlier. I don't, yeah, I don't know about... Earlier today. <laughs> earlier earlier than today. Yeah, even right. earlier, even than, earlier that. than that. I've got two more and then I can shut up. Okay. Airplane 2. Uh, Dr. Stone, would you oh. give your, the court your impression of Mr. Striker? That's amazing. <laughs> Sorry, I don't do impressions. <laughs> My training is in psychiatry. And uh, also the over-macho grande. Yeah, yeah. I'll, <laughs> no, I'll never be over-macho grande. over-macho grande. <laughs> and Serial Mum. Does anybody remember that? The Kathleen Turner. She's like a sweet-seeming housewife who in reality is a serial killer who murders yeah. anyone who offends oh. her puritanical values. You seen this one? No, I don't it's got Ricky so. Lake in it. Matthew um, Lillard. It kind of rings a bell, but it's not committed it to memory. Oh, she um, goes apeshit in the trial at the end. She like she she gets one of the witnesses to admit they were stoned so they can't testify she gets one swearing in court and gets her removed and there's a, a really weird scene now where she discredits one witness by uh, saying she found a transsexual themed wank mag in their room and that just seemed to be enough to discredit them completely <laughs> the last one i guess i would have is the verdict paul newman he plays an alcoholic lawyer who's takes a, a one more kind of case and, and works his way through it. I rem it, I watched it a while back. It's one of those films that I, I remember enjoying, but I haven't seen again for for a little while. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Nope. No, no, I haven't. No. Never seen this one. The verdict's in. We haven't seen it. <laughs> the verdict. Well, the verdict is would be to watch it then. Maybe it's one for our uh, midweek. I've, I've actually got one more. I don't know if it counts or not. It, it is set in a courtroom, but the, the, the best part about it is just outside the courtroom. It's from New Jack City, which I don't... Has everyone, anyone seen New Jack City? Yeah, I've seen that Really movie. cool film. Yeah. I really like it anyway. Nino Brown, who's played by Wesley Ice Snipes. Cube. It's about... Yeah, it's got Ice Cube in yeah. it. No. Yes, no, Ice Tea and and Mario Van Peebles, but it's it's uh, Nino Brown is it's kind of it's about the like the rise of crack and shit in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right at the end, Nino Brown, Wesley Snipes' character, he hope he's going to get his comeuppance because he's a horrible bastard all the way through, and he doesn't. He gets off on some technical, or he gets a much like reduced sentence, and walks out the courtroom, and you think he's got got away with it, but then some like old guy who he like pissed off like just some guy from the community that he pissed off halfway through the film who didn't like what he was doing in the community just like walks up the stairs and just shoots him at the time <laughs> and then he falls down yeah yeah, um, yeah outside the courtroom so yeah 
That is a great film, actually. I haven't seen that yeah, film. Yeah, I really while. like it. Yeah, it's a good one. My Cousin Vinny, I, I've never actually seen it. I just know. I have remember, you not? I no. no, it's a really good yes, movie. I just yes. remember it being surprising. famous for winning the Oscar and surprising everyone. Yeah, it was like a bit like The Full Monty or something. It just came out of nowhere. Nobody yeah. was expecting it to be a, a big hit. And it was actually a, yeah. a surprisingly funny, really good movie. Yeah, I yeah. saw it a few years ago, though, again. That would be the second time. And it didn't. I didn't think it held up uh, no. particularly well. Right, yeah, so okay. It'd be interesting to, I love, to do like, it. I love Joe Pesci's girlfriend's accent in it. Mm. She's It's really fucking New York and naughty. It's not Marissa Tomei, is it? It's yes, the, it is. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Miracle on 34th Street. It's I haven't seen all the Miracles yeah, exactly. on 33th Street. Legally Blonde. <laughs> You're down with legally. I've blonde? not seen it. I've, it's At one of those I think I should see. No, it's Reese with her spoon. What she gets someone of? off whatever it is by knowing about hairstyles, basically. <laughs> that's um, very that's literally serendipitous, what isn't yeah. it? Like yeah. the perfect thing she would know about. Yeah, that's all of mine. All right. I'm going for the name of my sex tape, Twelve Angry Men. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, um, Good Will Hunting. I don't know if that works. Uh, I think mine does. Men of Honour. And mine, To Kill a Mocking Turd. (laughs) (laughs) Childish. So juvenile. So, Palm Springs. Yep. Groundhog Day. (laughs) Yeah. Three words into the review till we got the obvious comparison. Yeah, I nominated it. I nominated this one. I've spoken about it a few times on previous shows because I'd managed to catch it at my local multiplex, but I knew you guys hadn't, and it appeared on Prime Video. Oh, you you caught this actually at the cinema, did you? Yeah, yeah, definitely at the cinema. I really enjoyed it the first time I saw it, so I thought I'd nominate it and see what you guys thought. And you've come dressed as him. I you? have got the exact same shirt as Niles from it's the movie. It's a good yeah. shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Are those the same shorts? Strong. No, his were more pink. Uh, no, yellow. They were bright yellow. Mm. And I just didn't have any. Yeah. I did the best that I could. I like it. I like it. It's good. In the movie, Niles wakes up and it's a wedding day. His partner's getting ready. They have some very unsatisfying sex. And then he just wanks. Yeah, yeah, go <laughs> stop watching her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she says, don't, I don't want to get too sticky. Yeah. You can tell that this, things are not going well for them. The day unfolds. There's the elder sister. She is the oldest student. She of the bride. Mm. She's kind of drunk and doesn't realise she's going to have to get up and make a speech, but he bails her out. Anyway, they end up hooking up. They go down a magic cave. Repeat, repeat, repeat. It's one when of the well, magic they, cave. They go down to they go down to make out on the rocks. Yeah. yeah. And I had already figured out at this point, because of the choreographed dance routine that he does that's absolutely brilliant. It's fucking brilliant. Um yeah. it was really making me laugh. That he'd been uh, doing he, this for a while. He'd been doing yeah. this for a while. I don't think the movie's really trying to conceal that from you. No. What I didn't expect though <laughs> is when he's making out with her and oh, then the he's arrow. suddenly shot in the shoulder by an arrow. It's amazing. Raw screaming was really good. Really yeah. yeah. She was properly freaking she, out. She spends quite a lot of the early parts of the film just shouting, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. over and over It's again. almost like she wasn't told about that was going to happen. Yeah. You know, it was, it, it was, it was fantastic. So, As we get J.K. Simmons running in in full camo gear. It's Roy, uh, hold, isn't it? Yeah, it's Roy, yeah, yeah. Holding a crossbow. Please, I was he, to see him. Yeah, you know, just because yeah, I didn't know he was in this film. I, I just no. turned it on and JK Rowling. Yeah. He's yeah. <laughs> <he was> brilliant. 
Uh, so he crawls. What's his name? Niles. Niles. Yeah. Nihilist. It's your. He's you're a big fan of this actor at the moment. He's my man crush at the yeah. moment. I've yeah. never ever seen him before. He's, okay. All oh, right. Yeah. Brooklyn Nine Nine. I've not seen that. It's the first Sandberg. thing I've, I've does, ever seen him. Um, he does record some music as well, but it's like comedy. He did Pop Star Never Stop Stopping, which is pretty good. <laughs> it was actually pretty good. It's like a mockumentary thing about this white rapper guy. It's, yeah, but it's funnier than that probably suggests. Is uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine? I think is mm. is clever, yeah. and there's there's a good few characters in that. But he's yeah, my boy put me onto onto that, and then this is his step into Hollywood. I get, albeit through a kind of independent film. Is it? A- yeah, it was bought at Sundance. It's the biggest right. ever picture to be smashed. The record, yeah, didn't it? Smashed the record. He crawls into the cave. He's injured. Uh, do you know what it beat the record by? Go on. Sixty nine cents. Wow. Yeah. What wow. was the previous record holder? Do you know? Uh, no, I don't know. But it was 17 and a half million, I think. Yeah. It's a lot of spondoolies. Yeah. <laughs> he crawls into the cave, dying of his wounds towards some light, and he shouts back to Sarah. Yeah. Don't follow, don't follow me. me. Don't follow me. Yeah, he's me. very clear about that. He's very, very clear about yeah. that. And then the time loop starts again. Talking about now, why was he so keen to go down the cave? Because at no other point when he dies does he need to go through the cave again. Yeah. That, that particular bit makes no may- sense. Maybe to end the loop, because he's probably in a lot of pain. No. So he knows he will uh, end the loop by going through. So the, oh, the way he ends the loop are either by dying, is real. falling asleep, or by going through the cave. Yeah. Right? So yeah. my guess was that he, he was in agony. He got a, an arrow in the back of the leg as well, which yeah. would, really would have hurt, which is why he's crawling. Well, he points out at least once or twice, and it becomes important later, that dying a death in the ICU, the intensive care unit, is the worst, is the worst way to go. Nothing yeah. worse than and a slow death in And he's done it a few ICU. times. Yeah. And this is what's quite good about the movie, because it knows that you've seen Groundhog Day, it never mentions it, but it knows that you know time loop movies. What, what did he say? We're, we're in, a, in a time loop. Yeah. It's your standard time loop. It's one of those time loop situations, that's, I think he said. Yeah. <laughs> That's enough, yeah, because we know what that is. And he, you know, there is a great scene where she's exploring, where she has a weird freak out day where she realizes she's having the same day again. Yeah. Um, and been in there so long, he can't remember what job he used to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, he he's he literally cannot remember, and he has then gone and done everything that anyone could and would do mm. within that. 24 hours or, or whatever yeah, that he yeah. gets to live over and over again. He knows every single move that somebody's going to make. He knows every single conversation somebody's yeah. going to say and how to get the best reaction from them, I imagine, in any given situation. Yeah. He's got, a, he finds a, a bomb in the wedding cake. I mean, <laughs> well, they stage so, this <laughs> elaborate thing. Yeah. It, it's just so many clever scenes how, mm. how he used the, the, the time loop. So much better than I think Groundhog Day did, actually. You know, I like there Groundhog. are some good yeah. gags, aren't but there? just he they they just use that that time loop, yeah. and I, I think this guy's really, really one of my I really favorites. Loved was was how and the story of how Roy became involved, like the night yeah. that they had, where yeah. they just end yeah. up doing loads of drugs, getting really fucked up, and and then Roy gets introduced into the into the loop. And Roy then, says like, "Hi," he's like, "Oh." I, I wish this night would never end. Oh, so yeah, he so takes him through the loop. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's obviously viciously out for revenge. It's brilliant. I love the scene where um, she's going through her suicidal phase and they're driving along in the car and he's she's like, oh, I'm going to crash and die. So he, he takes the seatbelt off and leaves <laughs> yeah, right on the dashboard. It's, it's just really funny. He's this kind of jaded 
believes in nothing guy who's well, he, kind he's of... just been in this loop for so long yeah. i mean he's killed himself a, a a thousand times he's he's done everything imaginable he's well he... they allude to i think in a couple of lines of dialogue he says something about oh you there's some sort of implication that he might have gone on a murderous rage. Did anybody catch that in one of the lines? Because he says some things you can't <laughs> surprise some, me. It's like it's some things you if can't. You know, come everybody's back from waking up the next day. Can't. Yeah, because <laughs> later on, when she's he he's like, well, even though it goes back, it resets every day. He's saying to her, like, look, we have to live with the consequences That's ourselves right, yeah. of what we do. And yeah, yeah, I I didn't pick up on on that the murderous part. Yeah. Maybe I just inserted that part from my own. Yeah, well, no, but <laughs> you probably did. Um, <laughs> But you're you're right. There there was kind of elements of the dialogue that lent itself to being more broad in its interpretation of mm. well, what the hell did he do? You know, because yeah. he, he just leaves it floating out there, and then you think about maybe all the things you would do, yeah. which is why your mind's well, gone there. he deals with, he deals <laughs> with that in the when she asks him the question about sex and yeah. who he's had sex, and I mean, obviously, that's probably one of the things that. After all those times, you'd think, oh, okay, we're going to have various interactions oh, with various each people. Each time is the first time with her, though, isn't it? You know, because he's meeting her for the first time. Yeah, yeah. But he just first, kind of at first he says that, that they'd never hooked up, is what he oh, says to her yeah, the first yeah, yeah. time. Yeah. But then when they go through the scene of all the different sexual encounters he's had, and I can't remember, is it Jeremy or Jason? Jeffrey like, or something. Jeffrey, like, yeah. the one where he basically gets bummed by that yeah, guy. That is yeah. fucking brilliant. That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> no, the, the, it's where the dad... When yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He plays <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, and then there was your dad, and it shows the scene. But he's just so wrong. And he's no. terrific, that actor. He always plays. I can't remember. Peter Gallagher. Fucking, uh, Peter Gallagher. That's yeah. right. Yeah, he's terrific as well. Uh, so we get lots of very funny scenes of them exploring all of the different permutations of the time loop until she's like suddenly she. He's become very passive in this world. It just stuff happens around him, or he he just lives to get through the moment. There's nothing. Yeah, he doesn't really well, think he can we get sort out of, of it. We find out it's later revealed because we get a close up of their eyes as they wake up. You just get the the eye open, mm. but it, it sort of pans out, and we we see where she's waking up every morning. Oh yes, that's right. So yeah. she has she is reliving. So she is she has slept with the groom. The her night, sisters, her sister's partner, the de- the night of the we- the night before the wedding, yeah. Tyler Hochin. So every every wedding day that she is waking up and reliving, she mm. has the skill of having done this and this awful, obviously feeling. So she is having to relive that sensation every day. So she wants to get out of it. Mm. Yes, yeah. but you do as as it progresses. You also see them wake up and then they sort of smile because they know they're going to be having a good day together. You know, well, they started to fall for each other. Forward, forward to that, and one of the lines I don't know if it made you laugh, but w- would you kill me one more time <laughs> just yeah. to beat the traffic? <laughs> oh, there's so many good lines when he meets Roy oh. for the first time. I like your hat, of course, you do. Yeah. <laughs> it's just freaking brilliant, absolutely brilliant. He quotes T.S. Eliot at him. I can't remember, it's the burnt something or other, and it's all about time and stuff. It's, that's why he buys him an extra shot of bourbon. It's a ah, oh, it's great. One, one thing that. I was waiting for an explanation. I thought there would be a reveal later on in the film was what she said to her sister, because initially she thinks that to get out of the loop, she has to do a selfless act and she whispers something in her sister's ear and then they embrace. So it clearly wasn't, you know, coming clean about boyfriend, (laughs) but we never find out what that was. No. And I suppose it, yeah, 
That yeah. was irritating. But it, it was what she believed would be the most selfless act she could do, but it doesn't close the loop. Nothing appears to close the loop. Uh, so she sets about then learning quantum mechanics and all sorts of particle yeah. physics and stuff. And she starts measuring. She takes a very active role in closing the loop. It's something you haven't seen in a time loop mm. movie before. She's taking various measurements. Oh, yeah. And before this, at some point, they go out to the desert, take drugs and see some brontosaurus. Dinosaurs, yeah. What was that about? Uh, I think it was just they were on mushrooms at the time, weren't they? Yeah, but they were there at the end again. Which they is are weird. there. I think that yeah. was just a, a, a symbol. Maybe. Well, no, I've done my research. I? As Sandberg sees it, the real message of that final shoot is uh, the dinosaurs <laughs> in the distance. <laughs> is that each of us has our own personal baggage of hopes and fears and foibles, ultimately makes us our own reality. And the thing is that's so key about the dinosaurs is that sarah and i both see them mm. right should have picked so, up on so all they're of real. that yeah. or they're having a acid flashback it's, together it's, is what it was yeah it's, that's what it is what you want it to be uh, did they get stuck in the time loop as well the dinos that would be pretty cool did the nana she was an interesting character yeah, was she in she, the time loop as well she end, was a bit weird wouldn't i she? can't remember what it is that she says but it was something that almost alluded to the fact that she'd been around for a little while well she says something about oh, i've been to a lot of weddings and heard a lot of speeches but that was yeah the best or there's something. lots but of it's, stuff online about various different people in this that could have been stuck in it like the waitress a lot of people think has been in it there's a really bizarre bit where she's like the waitress is like jacking him off in the car and saying like yeah. oh i've once hit a guy with this <laughs> yeah. car i don't think he ever walked again and that that was it <laughs> what, what about little joey is walking dog shit yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's, the, like, that's the scene where roy's family yeah he, he's kind of just having this idyllic scene at home in the sprinklers and uh, the bouncy castles and all the rest of yeah. it in, in the garden and and Joey's just watering shit in there. <laughs> yeah. And he but he's so happy. He's, he's watering still, he's his still shit. So happy. Yeah. yeah. He also he pays for something with a hundred dollar bill and tells the kid to keep the change as yeah. well, like yeah. knowing it's it, it's, it's all gonna it means be means nothing. It's yeah, very yeah, sad. Yeah, yeah. One time I smoked a bunch of crystal meth and made it all the way to Coral Guinea. It was a huge waste of time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's really good. She closes the loop or, or figures out a way to close the loop, which involves blowing up a goat. But she does figure out a way, and then he frightened to commit to the idea of moving on after so long. In in which I mean, he would he's, be. He's, he's actually lived. He's now he's found somebody. He's quite happy to stay in that day with them yeah. over and over again yeah. because it suits him down to a T. He wakes up alone with another girl that he, you know, quickly goes and hooks up with her in. But he doesn't want that commitment, does he? He doesn't want to yeah. wake up in the, in the same place. He's quite happy doing that at the moment and going about having that one perfect day where they just have fun, mm. where she's obviously wants and, and remember, again. I mean, he he then admits later on that he's, that they've hooked up thousands of times. Thousands so of times. He's obviously, <laughs> he that's his favourite pastime is the, the bit where he kind of rescues her from the speech situation. He delivers a bizarre but oh, like, impressive speech. Yeah, but now he's got the rest So he knows how to... How to win her over so mm. Mm. they but basically they do end up going back through the loop yeah. the movie kind of pulls the rug on you a little bit by i thought that was a bit cheap but the sort of reveal where they're in the swimming pool and then oh no they come back yeah. but you know they yeah. earned a, a nice ending at that point yeah yeah it's it's great isn't it because there's a lot going on thematically that relates to the time loop concept and then you've got this whole question of like is time loop is groundhog day now a genre of movie it's like <laughs> well it, it almost 
could be, couldn't yeah. it? I mean, this is the first one that I think has done it as explicitly as, well, this is Groundhog Day 2. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it could be. It's it's the same characters going through the same wedding scene, going through the same, you know, they, they have different adventures on their day that you don't get to see, but it's essentially the same conversations with people that they have each day. But there is a more modern twist on this. Yeah. You know, I think mm. Adam Sandberg w- was fantastic in it. And particularly that scene that, you know, he gets you right from the beginning when he just so, you know, he he's the guy at the wedding who doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah He's yeah. there dressed in a Hawaiian shirt, <laughs> opening a can of beer. How um, many cans of beer does he open? Oh, he just in, keeps in, doing it. To, you know, I'd, he I'd doesn't care. He, it's he, hundreds. He yeah. lives the kind of life, actually, after a thousand days of living that day... And you've just, you know, you've met the first time he would have been on that day. He's realized that his missus is fucking someone else or the second or the third day. Yeah. And now it's just become numb to him. He yeah. laughs at it. Look, he's about, oh, they're born <laughs> together, those two. Like, you know, yeah. he's sending in other guys. Yeah, when he's <laughs> in know? blindfold. Yeah. He's completely emotionally numb. And yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and he's he's happy just getting drunk doing whatever he wants he's, he's not the even only happy problem anymore. in his life he's just is accept- Roy. He, he's like not a nihilist happy. he's just yeah he's yeah. just accepted uh, it today tomorrow yesterday well, it's all the same looking online because you don't know how long it's not stated in the film how mm. long he's definitely been going through this and online it said um, they said the suggest the sweet spot is somewhere between 40 to 40 million years <laughs> That See, I that, figured it was more the latter than the former. That he's been sure. there that long. Yep. I did wonder. Well, he has his millionth birthday in one of the scenes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Happy millionth birthday, dipshit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah no, that, that's just she's just said that, hasn't she? Yeah, or do you think yeah. that's born through conversation? Maybe be, that they've had have that to do for a, a long, long time. To well, I like to job think it's like tied back to the dinosaur thing. As yeah, well. yeah. I, don't know. I did wonder if that was a a tell. Yeah. But there's there's also yeah another scene where they like stage. What, wait a minute! <laughs> they, they you obviously... think he was a cave? They didn't even people around in cave. No, but maybe the, the dinosaurs the have been doing the loop. Is for, all, yeah, yeah. But they, no, there's one of the scenes is where they like stage what they're going to do when they go into the bar. Like there's some like there's yeah. some dance, there's a fight scene. Like that's fucking brilliant as well. There's loads of good gags. We haven't spoiled them all. This is really worth watching, right? It's really yeah. funny. One one thing I would say is when the gags stopped and the love story and the getting out of the time loop so i did find it dragged for a bit it, really and, yeah there was a there was a spell where i was like i kind of like wanted it to to get towards the end and it was only a short film it was only mm. like an hour and a half wasn't mm. it mm. it did it did drag for a little spell there for me for like 10 minutes or so but mm. i'll forgive it. It, it you know there was a lot of really good stuff in there i like the journey of jk sims's character because he hates his banal existence he says he makes some quote about marriage being the what does he say i can't remember but it's you know he says it's Not really nice. shit yeah he was more of a wordsmith than, than <laughs> i was quite the raconteur yeah, yeah. it's one of those i wish i'd written down but yeah he grows to kind of love the fact that he's stuck in this moment he he's got this tinge of regret that he'll never see his children grow up but yeah. on, on the same point he can live this day that's actually he's found some peace in his life, but he's also had the instructions. Should he ever wish to leave, she leaves a note for him, doesn't she? Or yeah, 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 yeah. Message. So yeah, lots of good stuff here. I actually we watched this on Saturday night, and then I watched it again today while I was working because I thought 
I wanted to see if it sort of held up, and it was actually better on a rewatch right. as well. Exactly so. what I was thinking, actually. It seems just with so many jokes that yeah. you've reminded me of and that, that I've just looked on and, and laughed along with the first time myself, I think it's one of those films that you'd probably quite easily watch again. Definitely. You know? There's um, bits I can already think of, that, like the dance scene may in the I beginning. I yeah. want to watch that again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When he's cutting into the first dance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. there's some really... And I think as a, a comedic actor, he's one of the better ones coming through, actually. But you can see that he has got a little more range as well. Mm. He, yeah. At, at points there when he was obviously just kind of depressed with this, like, you know, mm. kind of out of the the norm and he's just living this life and going through i can't i can't remember the actor's name but the the guy from forgetting sarah marshall jason siegel yes him so like the i could see that actor kind of playing maybe a little bit younger but like that actor playing this part but i'm glad it wasn't him i don't necessarily find him that interesting and he seems to play the no, same sort of well, character well but this, this this guy yeah. seems to have more about him and will I think he's going to be in a lot. He's probably been in a lot of stuff already, but it's, I've never more, heard of him. He's forty-two, same age as I am, but he looks like half my age. Yeah, right? yeah, he's he's in better nick, and he, She's he very rocks good. that shirt better than side as well. Yeah, hmm. I don't know. You're looking pretty smooth. No, you are. Looking she cool. was very good as well. I didn't. Yeah, did I you get not, her name. I didn't. yes, I did. It's. Kristen Milioti. Yeah, I, did, I wasn't familiar with her, but she was a bit more than the sort of manic pixie girl sort of cliche thing. She was. She had some agency in her life. She's the one who resolves the plot. She's the one who shakes him it out of his... It almost goes to her as part of the main character. You know, yeah. it, it does flip almost over to it being her story yeah. at, at times, so... Yeah. She's very good. She's very. She's funny in a different way. Like It's sort of a bit like acting opposite someone like jim carrey in a way with adam sandberg like you know he's going to be doing funny shit and that you you can't keep keep up with him doing that stuff so you've got to do something else to be funny and yeah. she finds the be right a good foil tone. for him yeah. yeah i didn't get any money stats per se because it was the time of covid and it didn't get a no. proper cinematic release. it was released around various drive-ins so i don't have a budget figure for you and box office it made 14 it hamburgers. Made, it made one and a half million dollars at drive-ins. <laughs> but what it was sold to streaming services for, we don't know. Yeah, Not- well, I, I think it's that, again, it's one of those films that never mind the money. It's a really good film to have made. Mm. And I think it's, I think this will stand the test of time. And I think it's one of those films, if you said to me, we're watching this tomorrow, I go, all right. You know, it, 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 mm. even having just watched it. Yeah, there, there's enough there that would keep me interested. Well, I think um, to laugh along with the second time, knowing the jokes are coming. Yeah, knowing he's going to roll over that guy's back when and put a chair down for him, and knowing <laughs> that he's going to um, say there's a bomb in the cake, there was a fork in my face, and all that kind yeah. of thing. There was <laughs> well, plenty we've, there we've, to laugh at. COVID has made us all have Groundhog Day to a certain extent. Over the last year, you know, whether you've been some people in the UK have been affected a lot more and I'm sure around the world than we have over here. But, you know, they have really been properly in Groundhog Day. And this, yeah. I'm sure, like captures a, a, the sort of essence of the times sort of thing. So, yeah, this was really good. Also, cloud busting. Yeah. Kate Bush. Yeah. Such a great use of Although that. I didn't like the way well. they kind of mashed it around just because I would have rather had the song in its entirety. Put on the album. Dan, were you not entertained? Yes, but no, it was really good fun. Really good fun. I enjoyed this. It was a modern Groundhog Day. Yeah, worked. Pete? Yeah, very entertained. Dragged 
for 10 minutes, but other than that, the rest of it was really, really good. Riggs? Yeah, also, you don't see lots of movies dealing with themes of depression a lot, and I think that's quite interesting as well. So, yeah, really funny, and I, there's a lot there going on to add to rewatchability. Yeah, you don't have to compare films that are, you know, that similar, like like Groundhog Day and this, because they're both good in their own right, and they both are worthy of being around. But if you're going to press me, I prefer this to Groundhog Day. I'd definitely go along with that. I think I might do as well. Groundhog yeah, Day recently. Even, I mean, Groundhog Day is fantastic. You say Bill Murray's yeah. one of my favourite actors, but yeah. I think they did better with the, and I think there's more legs in this kind of movie yeah. still. You know, I think this is, has started a bit of a genre well, we of, saw- of films and I, I think it's a repeat day in a time loop. You yeah. know, I mean, whether it be in, I wonder if somebody's going to make it even, even shorter, you know, whether it's going to be, over a, a shorter period of time or, or over a longer period of time where you live a, a week or whatever and make bigger decisions. It's probably I mean, been a... There's lots of, there's well, lots there's of been a legs Trek in Next this Gen, kind of Star Trek genre. Next Gen episode like that. Yeah. Source code. You know, there's, lo- there's, a, there's a load of them. I don't think... I, I find them all interesting. So mm. do I. All the time loop ones. But I think that was a unanimous entertain. So that's a, that's a good recommendation. Yeah. Mm. Go, Go and watch it. that one. It's on Amazon Prime. <laughs> Big favourite of yours, I know already, Sidey. Yeah. Yeah, I've been thinking about nominating this for ages and I just thought, fuck it, now's the time. So we went for Adventure Time, mm. which is a sort of Cartoon Network, quirky, kind of weird, very long-running series. Is this everyone's first stab at an Adventure Time? Yeah. yeah. I've no. never no, seen... We, I've, I've watched... I didn't get to watch this one, but I have seen a lot of Adventure Time. I'm uh, the one that I nominated was Breezy. Yeah, which is this is a controversial episode. Yeah, I and I, I right. just picked oh, it out at random, that. and then when I looked up online, there's a lot of stuff online about this one. Yeah, so the story, these are a continual narrative, so they don't. There's no reset button. So in this one, we're joined. It's Finn, and it, his dog's named Jake. Finn has now lost an arm and has. Uh, How did he lose his arm? I don't know, but he's also had a falling out with his dad, so he's he's basically depressed. But instead of an arm, he has a flower. He's on his stump. Yeah, on his arm stump, he's got a flower coming out, hasn't he? Yeah, (laughs) and the doctor slash nurse wasn't sure of her qualifications. She actually said bad dad to him. Did you notice that? Oh, did (laughs) you? Yeah. All right. So, because basically they're discussing his post-traumatic stress yes. and uh, depression. Is that why he is... walks the way he does? Yeah, like, exactly. I know, yeah. That drags, yeah. Somehow drags the back of his neck along the floor as he's walking. Like that bit. Yeah. That she bit tells was, him. The animation you... in these uh, is yeah. great. They're I've, lovely. I've got really, so really many clever. questions. Yeah. Is this, yeah, there's so many questions about this, but is it... Is it, is it like you know, like a future armor or something? Else, you know, it's more pitched to adults than kids. I don't see a lot of kids necessarily watching this. Although mm. my three-year-old loved it, but he didn't know what the fuck. I think was there's loads of visual, the shapes and nice, Like Jake the dog can make himself into any shape, and then you've got yeah. his girlfriend, <laughs> the the rainicorn. Is it that she's half rainbow, half unicorn? Yeah. Um, the dog says, "Oh, I'm trying out a new face." Yeah. It's like a square. Or yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He gets bored, so he just tries out a new face. The yeah. doctor. So there's a few things that like people are talking about a lot on this on the internet because they've got nothing else to do. But the doctor <laughs> says to Jake, 
Finn, sorry, Finn, you need to go out and enjoy yourself, you know, get some good vibes going, yeah. which he basically takes to mean just go out womanizing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just basically well, goes you out whoring. Womanizing. They're not really women, are they? Well, it's a succession of bizarre what's this, not Nine, is it? Or 12, uh, seven plus? What, what, what age rate? It's, it's, it? Yeah, it's young. It's like probably seven plus, something seven like that. Plus, but it's yeah. got, I would say, like everyone likes this. All yeah. ages like this. It, it does kind of yeah. branch well, over, doesn't I mean, it's it? Ki- well, just, it's just me in my house. It's kissing that he, he goes for as opposed to it's anything making else. Out and he well, just gets making out. We yeah. might as well talk about this now, though, because... When it gets to Lumpy Princess. Lumpy Princess. He... Who is a sort of morphous, purple... Like a cloud. Cloud yeah. thing. She rapes him. She rapes him. Yeah. That is strongly implied yeah. in the cartoon. that She she says something like, I'm not playing in the kiddies pool. She, I want to dive come in. Come and take a dive in the deep end. She yeah, says something to him. like that. And, and you're then like, she huh. moves across him. <laughs> there's an awkward chuckle. Well, you and get this cuts extreme close-up of her mouth. Yeah, she's saying it, and then you get. And then he is he his flower comes off, so he's like literally deflowered. (laughs) Oh right, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I missed this. Yeah, you should have watched it. But all all the while, the bee is the bee called Breezy. Yeah, but, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's been followed by a bee who's fallen in love with his flower stump. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she's she talking to like him, but she keeps... Longingly at his and there's, flower there's stump. one enormous close-up of her face. Yeah. She's staring at it in like, a <laughs> sad face. So it's always bizarre like this. There's always this weird, but just so quirky. Is it so quirky. controversial? Is this episode? No. I don't think so, is it? No. She, she transforms into a sort of giant robot thing. Well, it could be. She drinks the raw jelly yeah. and transforms. Then she unzips a thing on her pouch. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no, what does she say? She says, you're worthy she of says, having my pollen no, thing. She says, you can, uh, now you can partake. <laughs> <laughs> she says, now you can partake of my pollen crumbs. <laughs> Uh, and then she says, "Oh, wish now you can partake of my pollen crumbles and become my drone." Oh, who's, who's thinking oh, of this? It's, it's touched a nerve that one. Isn't yeah. It? yeah. Oh no. Yeah. I was. I was. I actually rewound that when I was watching it. <laughs> yeah. It was brilliant. Uh, yeah. He he then imagines her as not being breezy but being bubblegum princess, which is his like one true love in the show. He, okay. So she appears. Then his. Um, he gets so excited that his arm flower becomes a massive tree <laughs> and then kind of explodes and he's left with a tree stump which he peels back which is now a honey arm which he shakes off and his arm's back so people got yeah. pissed off about that because it was a disability just like wished away yeah. to become oh, yeah, in okay. normal again jeez so, have they seen this cartoon because he had it he had yeah. it for a long it wasn't just like a one-off thing it was in four episodes so you're thinking oh he's just going to continually now they're yeah, going to show there's a lot of crazy shit that. that happens in adventure time oh i know but th- so this one loads of people stop watching after this episode wow of the fan base so this is probably the the more older did, i don't know, I don't know if you address this but did you pick this episode because of this controversy Com- in it or was it just totally by chance. random completely by chance well right. it's a I good one, one to pick i picked one that i hadn't seen before i was about to say because i've seen loads of them yeah so, right. so there's one. but there's loads of really cool characters that we didn't get to see in this episode i really like bemo i thought about canning this episode and picking one with bemo because i really like that character but every every episode you watch will be weird and quirky and have these mad songs in them but they don't have the sort of the rep the that this one's got. Yeah. 
They don't have a lot of rape in them. Yeah. Now you can partake of my pollen crumbles and become my drone. <laughs> but she, the, the, the flower is just sort of launched up into the air and eventually it comes down and just lands on her head and then the episode just cuts straight away at yeah. like the end. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah. I was entertained. Yeah, well, I, I really love this cartoon. I've watched a lot of them, probably up until about season three. I, I've probably seen most of them and then a bit of season four, but I didn't get to see this one. Did you just watch them by yourself or with... with... No, Sonny really yeah. loved this as well. And um, Does he just like, like, the, like, the, it's like the irreverence and the surreal yeah, the nature so. of it? I think yeah. so. There, there was a few shows. There was a, another one called The Regular Show, which was around the time that we were watching this and that one and there was there were just quirky kind of stuff that made us laugh yeah know? adventures of gumball or something as well they used, they used yeah. to follow each other on That's cartoon right. network yeah yeah it's um, like unbelievably silly it's got a sort of like almost like reeves and mortimer style like yeah, yeah. weird lunacy to it yeah. That. yeah that's right yeah there's that's that's why somebody having a flower as an arm that comes in back into a tree and goes into mm. back into an arm isn't crazy in this no. you know it's this, they're cloud people if, and, if this is like for universal dogs. watching as well this comes back to the point that i've made last week or the week before whatever about messages and stuff like that there's fucking no messages in it it's just mental but it's enjoyable it doesn't not everything you has to yeah, be you, oh and then the, no like, that's true that yeah. is definitely true and i think that's that's so i i watch all of these things with like i don't look necessarily for or what messages to give my children my three-year-old watch it I mean, fuck knows what dreams he had that night or yeah. whatever, but uh, it wasn't concerning for me. Yeah, yeah. It was just fun. He was entertained by like the, the like the visuals of yeah. it, the colours and the characters and stuff, and he immediately wanted me to put another one on, but we had to go and do something else. But mm. well, there's 283 episodes, so, so yeah, you know, you've broken he's the got, back of it. Yeah, he's got. So a yeah, lot of people like this to. then. Yeah, this is mega, mega successful. There were at least some people that tuned in and then there were less of them after this episode because right. they really objected to. I think it's all a bit woke, <laughs> but yeah. the rape scene is slightly fucking weird. I really like the intro music as well. Yeah, and the way it just ends with the fist bump. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Yeah. I, I can kind of understand, not, not that I necessarily care, but the arm thing, it's like, you know, again, if like a child is watching it and they have, you know, mm. you know don't have an arm or whatever yes. then they, they mm. might think oh that's quite cool like this there's like yeah. a cartoon thing you know it's like a representation or something they can relate to or whatever and then it grows back that might not be okay for that child to deal with or whatever I, I but i don't think yeah. that there was any intent or anything behind I it also because this is season six episode six and it, it went on say, after this. It, it they don't they run through, don't mm. they? This is mm. this is kind of a, a story. It's an adventure. So to to see it, this episode on its own could give somebody that impression, but it, maybe if you'd watch yeah. the whole thing, you could also you really slut shame Finn in this episode. Which one's Finn? The main. Just goes main. around banging all the different the princesses main character yeah. with yeah. the arm yeah. flower thing. Yeah, just went whoring. Yeah, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, <laughs> it was good. <laughs> Well, rapidly closing in on our 200th episode, we've done another one and a midweek one as well at the same time. Very good fun, that, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, I enjoyed that. <laughs> I hope you did too. <laughs> uh, Dan, you're going to nominate for us. Yeah, I'm going to nominate a film with Bill Nye. I mentioned it earlier in the week. I enjoyed it. It's called Page 8. 
Um, <laughs> I know, I know, there we go. Kids TV is going to be Disenchantment. Is that the uh, correct is it, is it pronunciation? For kids? Is it for everyone? I think it's for everyone. To Le Monde. Yeah. Okay, we're, we're, cool. We're top five, we're going to go for the top five dance films um that was a swerve i yeah. thought we were going somewhere else no dance right. darts so dance um <laughs> let's dance eric bristow darts films yeah we were top five 180 oh that's gonna be a struggle um, no, I, I can't uh, think let's dance dance so it just has to have dancing in it or it has to be about dance we've got a scenes that have got dancing in Dancing in it, exactly that. Okay, okay, cool. Okay, so yeah, listen. Most of all, listen because we like download stats, uh, review, and subscribe. And hey, more importantly than that, ID, <laughs> what is it, Riggs? <laughs> Don't we have a competition that we're running? We do have a competition running, Riggs, and it's going to continue on for a period of time that we deem necessary to close it off. So make sure you find out what the question was, which was what the score i awarded they live in our 100th episode and then dm that to us so you don't spoil the answer for everyone else and you could win i think it's a picasso so that's really good so it's like, an exclusive they live artwork yeah it? copyright infringing and all that as well <laughs> all that good stuff perfect wow. subscribe and like and talk to us and all that good stuff but all that remains is to say sidey signing out yeah i've got to get a new one of these because i'm not just not for, but out yeah dan's gone peter's out Wow, wow, wow.